Peter, James, and John have just witnessed what is perhaps the greatest thing any human eyes have ever seen. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, revealing a part, the part of his divine nature through this transfiguration. Moses and Elijah appearing with him. And what does Peter propose to do? He proposes to put them in tents. He proposes to make them confined, to make them understandable, to put them in something that he understands, to put this in context with, in his own life. This divine thing has come to him, and all he knows is to put it into human context. And we know this feeling all too well ourselves. We see something great in the world, and we don't know what to do with it. We see something for the first time, and all we can do is compare it to something that's come before. When I was growing up in St. Louis, there was a baseball player by the name of Albert Pujols who was on the Cardinals, and he was doing things that no player in Major League Baseball history had done. And we didn't know what to do or say, so we started comparing him to the greatest hitter we'd ever seen in St. Louis, and that was Stan Musial. But they weren't the same, and they did different things. We know this in our own life also because all sin is looking or is turning away from the eternal to something temporal, to putting my short-term feelings, my short-term benefits, my short-term desire for the good ahead of the good, ahead of the long-term and the eternal, to put something temporal and fleeting ahead of something eternal and everlasting. We also know this feeling in our own experience of the sacraments. Every Sunday we come to Mass. And every Sunday, Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity is given to each and every one of us. We don't just see the transfigured face. We receive our Lord and Savior into our bodies. And yet do we, and I speak for myself in this, do we walk out of here changed? Do we walk out of here new? Do we walk out of here present and aware to the union that we are experiencing? It's a challenge for each and every one of us that when God in some way shows us his face, are we changed? And we too can be like the apostles at the end of this, afraid to share it, to think that I'm not ready, to think that it's too hard to share my faith because I don't quite understand it, to think that I somehow am incapable or unable, or nobody wants to hear this. And yet, God comes to us because he wants us to share it. If we delay in sharing it, it is only for a moment we are still called to share it. God shows us three incredible things today in the scriptures to help us understand that no matter what, no matter how far we've fallen, no matter what we struggle with, we are all called to see his face, to share in his light and his glory, and to share it with other people. The first thing that he shows us today is that each one of us has been called first and foremost by God himself. Abram is called by God before he does anything. St. Paul tells us that you are called by God. And the apostles, Peter, James, and John, are called up the mountain. And Jesus transfigures before them. It is always God who acts first. You don't have to do anything to see the face of God. God is going to show it to each and every one of us. But, but, and this is an important but, when God shows us his face, 
He wants us to change, and not only to change, but to desire greatness. That when God reveals himself to us, he doesn't just want us to be on the team, because if you remember from your baptism, each and every one of us is already a temple of the Holy Spirit. We have God within us. And God reveals more of himself to us because he wants us to be great and to do great things through him and with him and in him. He comes to us to walk with us. He invites Peter, James, and John up the mountain, but they have to choose to walk up the mountain. They have to choose to eventually share the experience on the mountain. It is always a choice, and it is always a choice that is impelled by God, sustained by God, but it is still our own. And we have to, we must desire to be that great man or woman that he created us to be. And lastly, the thing that holds these two things together, what God is showing to us and our personal desire to be with God and to be great in his image, is prayer. If we can't sit and silently behold the face of God in our hearts and in our lives, we're never going to be great, and we're never going to see it in its fullness. We're going to keep trying to put God in a tent or put God in our context when God wants to do something greater, something more powerful, something world and life changing. And Lent is a reminder and an encouragement and a goad at times for us to enter into that mystery of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving so that we can sit more, in a more still manner. We can sit in a more perfect manner and look and gaze upon God's face and let Him gaze upon us. I can't do God's will unless I listen to His will. And so in particular, during this Lenten season, there are two practices that I would encourage each and every one of us to partake of. The first is the sacrament of confession. To let God's face, the face of mercy, look upon you with infinite love. To heal you of all of your wounds, all of your sins, all of your transgressions, so that you can walk up the mountain, so that you can bring His hope, His love, His mercy, His goodness to a world that is clearly and desperately in need of it. The second is to gaze upon His face in Eucharistic adoration. Over at St. Charles, they have near perpetual adoration from Sunday afternoon until Saturday morning. And during when the students are here, we'll have extended hours here. They're available on the website. You can check that out. But to just sit and look and gaze upon Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, present in the Eucharist, and to let him look upon you. Each one of us sees God's face. Will we choose to put God in our own context? To put God in what is comfortable, what is conformable, what is easy? Or will we let God come into our heart to gaze upon us, to change us, so that we might change the world?